What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show, Build with VAs, with your host, Valentina Brega. And in this episode, we're going to address the final topic about how to pay a virtual assistant, and that is the benefits and the frequency of paying your VA. If you've been keeping track of this series, we already talked about how much you should be paying the VA, what platforms to use, what fees they use, how you should structure the payment, and so much more. So let's address what benefits to use, how to make sure you keep the best people, the best talent in your company, so they, and they're very happy, and also how often you should pay them. So let's get to that, cue the intro. If I were to ask you, who's asking about the benefits? Is it the virtual assistants or the clients that I work with? You'll probably think, well, the, the virtual assistants, right? Because they want to know what they're getting by working with a company. The reality is that, no, not so much. It's actually the companies we work with who are really curious to know how they can keep a virtual assistant engaged, motivated, and make sure that they get the best results. They come to me and said, I love this person that you found us. They're wonderful. How do I make sure they don't leave? What else can I give them besides the hourly rate or besides the salary to make sure they're, they're staying with me? And this is such an important question that we're going to address today. In my company, we have a very set uh, rules. We have benefits as well for people working with me. And I would like to discuss them as well because I want to make sure that the people that stay with my company, they stay with me and they're happy and motivated and dedicated. So I'm going to share with you uh, the benefits that we have and maybe that's how you can get some inspiration. But the benefits don't come alone just with benefits. I'm also going to make a change in the benefits and we're going to address that as well. Okay, so here we go. So the first benefit is going to be PTO paid time off. The rule is if you've been with my company for six months, you are entitled to getting four paid time off days, which are fully paid, of course, and you can use that for anything you want. So some people use that because they want to travel or because they uh, want to visit some relatives, whatever they want to use it. If you've been with me for six months, then you, you know, you're entitled to this benefit. The next one is sick days. In addition to PTO, you're also entitled to get sick days. After three months that you've been with a company, you can get four sick days. So this is another benefit because if you have a cold or if your virtual assistant has a cold or they need to take care of someone, they can easily, they know that they're not, they're, they're not jeopardizing their job and they can take care of their health. To me personally, having this work-life balance is very important. Make sure that my, my team is happy, healthy, and they can contribute to their family well-being is very important for me as well. So I want to make sure I give them this opportunity. Another benefit that I have is the 13th month salary. If you're hiring people from the Philippines, this is very common. If you've been with my company for 12 months, you're, you're going to get the 13th month as a salary as well. And people love this benefit. Usually I pay it out in December, so towards the end of the year, and people love it because that means they have more money for the holidays, for Christmas, and they're very motivated to, to stay with me, to go with me, and to go another 12 months. And I'm going to talk about the expectations uh, or what I expect in return of these benefits in a minute. So stay here with me. I'm just introducing the benefits right now. So 13th month salary is big. I have not met one single person who said, no, I don't want that. So if you really like your team, if you want to keep them motivated, look into this option as well. Whatever they're making per hour now, put that eight hours a day for a whole month and just give it to them too. They will be so happy. In my company, we also have a $100 birthday bonus. So if it's your birthday, you're getting $100 from us as a happy birthday, as a get you something from us that will remind you of us and so on. And we also have a $100 as Christmas bonus. So around Christmas, not only some people get the um, 13th month salary, but they also get a 100 day bonus. And December 25th is a day off, which is also paid. So we also have a 
a couple of paid days off throughout the year, which is New Year's and 4th of July and uh, December 25th, Christmas Day. And my people really, really love these benefits. They're really happy about this and everyone is excited about, you know, when is their birthday. We all celebrate each other, which is very great. Now, let's talk about what your expectations are. I don't want to just give these benefits to everyone just freely. Uh, we expect something back. This is the way it is right now and I'm going to show how it is right now and how we're going to change it moving forward. So the way it is right now is if you demonstrate performance beyond metric clients, then you're entitled for this. And in fact, let me read you exactly what our expectations are. So we have high standards to keep our people on the team. We expect our members to demonstrate performance beyond baseline metrics, show up every day and be 100% committed to the team, communicate absence well before the day off, no surprises, have a backup of the tasks when the VA is out of office, always train and improve and ask for more tasks to prove they're the right fit for the right positions, have a professional setting while working, no background noise, have quality equipment, make recommendations for improvement within their work role, communicate early and often, communicate, communicate, communicate. Go the extra mile. If they're only meeting minimums, they're probably not a good fit for the team. And last one, consistently show up and execute. Multiple absences that aren't coordinated at least a week prior aren't a good fit. So this is what we had so far. And the issue that I'm having with this is that some of these are not very measurable. Like for example, the first one, demonstrate performance beyond baseline metrics. I mean, this is pretty clear, right? Because like you have metrics, you have your KPIs, and if you exceed those expectations, you're entitled to be getting the, the benefits. So not everyone is entitled, not just the fact that you worked 12 months with us not necessarily mean that you will be getting these extra benefits. You have to meet these requirements or show up every day and be committed to the team or uh, communicate, you know, all of these absences. It's not very clear. So the way we're changing the benefits for 2024 is the following. Instead of it being tied to all of this, which are still important, we will just tie it mostly to one specific metric, how the company is performing. We're going to set a goal for the company's revenue that we want to achieve in 2024. And if we achieve it, then those people who show up, who were involved, who all of this, they will be getting the, all of this, um, the extra benefits, like the 13th month salary and so on and so forth, right? If they've been with the company for 12 months and if we achieve the uh, revenue. The reason we're doing this is because the most important thing that I want from the team is for them to work together towards one common goal. And I don't mind sharing the revenue goals with them or what we want to be or what we want to achieve. I think if anything, this is going to motivate the team to all row in the same direction. And after all, at the end of the day, we're a team and we all work for the same company. So I feel like the way we have a structure right now, it's very much based on their own gain. I'm gaining this if I'm showing up, if I'm doing this, if I'm doing this. And now when we work as a team, if someone is not pulling their weight, they know that they're risking of not getting the benefit. So they will keep everybody else accountable. I think this will unify the team even more. So when we talk about benefits, think about this, what's going to be the the outcome of this. The people that I have on my team, they're happy to be here. They're happy to be receiving these benefits. But I, I want to see how else can we unite the team even more. This Carol all over the world. And I, th I still think that we have a very strong team, very united team, but I want to make it even more. So it's going to be tied to the company's goal. And now, another thing that I wanted to discuss in this video was how often you should be paying the VAs. So benefits aside, let's talk about how often you should be paying. Are you paying your virtual assistants every month, every week, or every two weeks. 
the way we pay in our company is every two weeks. Every month on the 15th and the last day of the month is payday. And we use a program called Hubstaff. I addressed that. I talked about this in one of the previous videos. So make sure to watch it. When people clock in, people clock out. It takes screenshots of their work. I know exactly what they're uh, what they're doing when they work for me or for the company. And so on the 15th, I usually revise or look at the screenshots. I look at the hours and that's when I send the payment. My team knows the expectation that just because they submitted a certain amount of hours, it doesn't mean that's how much they will be paid for. If I can't justify the amount of hours that they worked, they will not be paid the amount they think they will be paid. So again, we use this program called Hubstaff. If I see hours and hours of idle work or 0% or them not doing anything or watching movies or working for someone else, I can justify paying for uh, that time because there was no work produced during that time. So I like to pay my virtual assistants twice a month, on the 15th and the last day of the month. Another reason why I like to do that is, first of all, because it's a pattern, right? People know the 15th and the 30th, it's easy to remember, uh, everybody loves it. Also, because every time I send a payment, there are some platforms that take a percentage or take a um, fixed payment, right, a fee. So it doesn't make that much of a difference when you pay a percentage, but when you pay a fee, uh, it adds up, especially if you have a bigger team. So instead of making four payments, if I pay them every week, uh, I, it just makes more sense to make two payments per month and just not pay so much in the fees. Also, the reason I don't like to pay my team on a monthly basis is because I don't want my team to be waiting for a full month before they get their salary. Everybody's happy when they get it every other week. Uh, it's easy for them to manage the money, to, you know, to pay the bills and not have to wait, not live like a king on day one and then like a beggar at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the month. So... Uh, that's uh, that's kind of how we structure here at HireTrainVA.com. If you have any questions, let me know in the comments or get in touch with us. I would love to address anything that we haven't talked about already today. So again, we talked about benefits and I listed the, the benefits that we're using in my company, the changes we're making in the company and why we're making these changes and also how I'm paying the VA, the frequency that I'm paying the VAs, but you get to choose how often you want to pay the VAs. Ultimately, you do what's best for your company. If you have any questions, get in touch with us. Let's talk. I'm not telling you anything here. Let's just get on, uh, get on a call, get to know each other better, and I'm happy to address the questions. Thanks for tuning in. This concludes our series of how to pay your VA, and thank you so much. See you next time.